It's easy to look at what people become addicted to and think that the thing is the problem, whether it's social media, their phone, the alcohol, or the drug. But what if there is a deeper root that we are missing when it comes to overcoming sin patterns? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad you clicked on this so that you can listen in. Uh, We come out with videos every Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock. So if you would, go ahead and like, subscribe, comment. If you have any questions or thoughts on, on the video, we'd love to hear you. Yes, we're excited to have Nick Harris joining us today once yeah. again, and always glad for his input and experience, especially when it comes to a topic like this today, dealing with uh, the hidden root of addictive sins and patterns mm-hmm. of sin that that uh, every believer can get into. I want to I want to multiple times say this today: we are not just talking about someone who's addicted to drugs and alcohol, because there's a yeah. there's a much broader scale. Uh, of things that people become addicted to, and uh, we're called to freedom. Jesus said he'd come to set the captives free. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote and said that we could consider ourselves dead to sin so that it shouldn't have dominion over us. Yet many believers often find themselves stuck in yeah. sin patterns, and I've, I've walked in that in my own life. I felt like, okay, I can't, I don't know how to break free from this thing. It just keeps coming back around in my life. So, um, it's easy to look at the thing, the the sin or the activity, and think that it is the great problem. Mm-hmm. And they are problems. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we'll talk about what some of those are today. And this is not to soften um, the danger of some of those, but yeah. um, they are they're all a reality. So people oops, today can become uh, addicted to, for example, uh, phones. Our cell phones yeah. have so much yeah. uh, available to us. It's easy to, in every down moment, to pull it out and, and turn to that for some something, whether it's games or apps or videos or whatever. Uh, you can become addicted to social media mm-hmm. and uh, checking up on everybody and, and uh, making sure everybody's checking up on you mm-hmm. kind of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get addicted to the computer and Googling and researching. You can just yeah. kind of go down the rabbit hole there. You can get... Uh, there can be addictive uh, emotional and thought patterns. You can yeah. get into mm-hmm. places where you walk down this dark path of self-hatred and anger, resentment, bitterness, or anxiety. Yeah. Um, people can get addicted to working and overworking mm-hmm. and money and more need for more money. You can get addicted to needing the approval of other people. Uh, you can get addicted to even eating itself and uh, the pleasure of that. Fulfillment of that. There's alcohol, drugs, vape, smoking, of course. Uh, there's pleasure. There's addictions to sex. There's deviant thoughts, activities. There's just all range that people yeah. can become addicted to. But I think as we're going to walk through today, it's not the thing that is the greater problem. It mm-hmm. is something else that lies in a much more sinister, often unrecognized place. But wow. To get to this place, we have to get to the place we understand, well, what is this? What's the root? Where is the hole? Where is the place that this comes from? And we have to turn, of course, to Scripture. That's always our goal yeah, here. Absolutely. So, And see what that, what the Bible has to say, but also to lean on, again, Brother Nick with some experience um, mm-hmm. that he has walked through in ministry. 
as well. So uh, you had this quote you mentioned earlier about uh, Augustine. Yeah, St. Augustine said uh, there is a God-shaped hole in each of us, Mm. and uh, men desperately try to fill that hole, and they— and nothing fits. It's just like you mm. know we have the little Lego, uh, the little uh, what yeah. do you call the little uh, the shape, 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 shape toys for kids. Like yeah, that. and and it's interesting to watch the kids when they're playing with it and they're trying to put a square in, and yep. it'll yep. only, it'll only <clears throat> fit in one place. And yeah. if they try to put it in the star shape or the circle shape, mm-hmm. yep. it just won't fit. And it's interesting to watch them get so frustrated. You only try to pounded in there <laughs> every time i watch that I, I always think you know that's the way we are a lot of times true. there yeah. is there is one hole that mm-hmm. god fits in perfectly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's able uh, from there to to fill the whole life yeah. but when we try to <clears throat> force something else into that hole it <sighs> never fits and it just leaves us with a lot of frustration and then eventually uh, an addiction. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such a great setup for where we're headed today because um, God has created us with that hole, if you will. Mm-hmm. We've been created as spiritual beings. That's what we really are. Now, it's, it's hard for us to think about sometimes because we, we obviously deal with flesh and blood every day ourselves. We think about our own thoughts, our emotions, and our actions and behavior. We see our own body. We tend to think, well, that's who I am. I am a body that has a soul. Yeah. Or I'm a body that has a spirit. But in reality, we are a spirit that, that has a body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body will die, be done away with, but the, our spirit will remain. Yeah. Um, even in Genesis 2-7, it says, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, became a, yeah. a spiritual being at that mm-hmm. point. So this is how we've been created. And with all of that then comes a whole set of longings, desires, and uh, purpose. So I am not just the urges of my body. I am a spirit who's been made to know God. And, of course, now we can talk about uh, the great contrast in culture today. Uh, Culture would say, no, you are your urges, you are your thoughts, you are your feelings, you are your your pains, you are your weaknesses, you are your inadequacies, you are your failures. Here, I'm going to give you a label now to prove that. You wear this the rest of your life kind of thing. God says, no, I created you as a, as a spirit. We've all been created this way. And uh, we were made then to know God, mm-hmm. who is spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's where life comes from. Uh, and when we know him, then we can know peace, then we can know love, and we can know purpose. And at our core, this is who we were meant to be. This is what fits. This is where all the shapes fit. That's right. There's a hole exactly. that, uh, for, for, that has a longing for peace. Mm-hmm. And, and only the cross fits in That's that right. hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a hole that, with the longing to know you're loved, mm-hmm. and, and the little heart-shaped <laughs> piece yeah. fits in that hole exactly. alone. It's interesting to notice that Jesus says all through the New Testament, my peace I mm-hmm. give to you, yeah. my joy I give to you, all those things that really, yeah. you know, somebody says love, joy, and peace are the three things that everybody mm-hmm. longs for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, <clears throat> They try to fill it. You know, they try to fill love with lust. They try to fill joy yeah. with fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. They try to fill uh, peace with uh, some kind of drug or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and all sure. the time, Jesus is saying, no, yeah. I, I have all that for you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're made 
with a longing for those. It's nothing wrong with right. wanting to be loved and to have peace and to have a sense of purpose and to have value mm-hmm. and, and to know you belong and to know there's hope for your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. You you long for those because you've been made with a longing for those. Exactly. And there's only there's only one way that can truly be fulfilled. So those are those are far deeper than just feelings. That's not just a fleeting thought. No. That's deep from the spirit of who you are. Yeah, exactly. This is this is who you are. Yeah, again with this idea that you know we are spiritual beings first, not a body that has a spirit. Mm-hmm. It just even more so goes to show that that the spirit is to rule over the body. Yeah. The body is not to be the one that is running the spirit, you know, saying I need this Therefore, yeah. make your compromises, <clears throat> make your, mm. you know, just fall in this one area so that I can be satisfied. But the body is to be subject to the spirit. And that's mm. our role and goal as as Christians is to yeah. is to bring our bodies into subjection under our yeah. spirit, under mm. the Lord. Yeah, because when someone in deep in their spirit knows I am loved, I have peace with yeah. God. I have forgiveness for my past. I have a purpose for my future. Mm-hmm. And my eternity is secure in Christ. That person, yeah. they have a sense of strength to their yes. life. They have and, the ability to move forward. Exactly. And whenever the body may call for, the spirit can say, no, this is who I am. This yes. is my identity. <clears throat> yes. Therefore, body, get in line with this, with the truth. Yeah. Yeah, and so from deep within you comes this new sense of life and yeah. purpose, and, and Jesus talked about that. The ones who believe in Him, they'll have living waters that flow out exactly. of them. It'll come exactly. up, yeah. and it will be stronger, as you said, stronger than the urges, stronger than the mm-hmm. temptations. Um, and and I love where this all headed now because now we're getting a real perspective of That's where right. temptation failure comes from. Yeah, uh, again, it's so easy to look at the thing that's causing the temptation and think that's the problem, you know, the, mm-hmm. the alcohol, the phone, the whatever, that's the problem. Yeah. And people try to get rid of the problem. Yeah. And they say, just take it away. It'll solve it all. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't what? happen. So let's go back to this idea that we've been made as spiritual beings and this is who mm-hmm. we are. Um, now we all know the reality of life that says, or that has played out for us, is that is not how it's always been for us. We mm-hmm. haven't always walked in peace and, and knowing I'm loved and knowing I have purpose and I have power and I know God. In fact, it's really just the opposite. We're born without knowing those things. We're right. born selfish. We're born sinners. And then we, as a result, we have the, the, the hole, mm-hmm. the multiple holes really within us of all those things that are missing and so we start looking for things, as you mentioned, to try to find those. We look for ways to find fulfillment and satisfaction and purpose and, and pleasure and love. And um, the world's experimenting with a lot of variations of that today, um, mm-hmm. yielding to their urges and yielding to their appetites or their thoughts for the day. And none of that works. That's right. The sad thing is it's... You know, the Bible differentiates between the flesh and mm. the spirit. Yeah. And so many times people think mm. it is if, if I can satisfy the lust or the desires of the flesh, that's mm-hmm. where I'm going to find happiness and it's joy. True. But uh, the Bible makes it clear that it is walking in the spirit. Yeah. And we're born of the spirit. Mm. We walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And even true worship, you know, true yes. worship. There's a kind of fleshly worship, and then there's true yep. worship. Mm-hmm. There's worship in the spirit. It's true. And, uh, so it's uh, 
it, it's kind of subtle in a way because the, the flesh does have legitimate desires. Mm-hmm. God created us to have mm-hmm. appetites, to mm-hmm. have d- desires and mm-hmm. needs, and it's the aberration of those, it's the yeah. getting yep. those out of balance yep. that really yeah. becomes... The, the, the problem and and people do that because yeah. <laughs> they don't have that true satisfaction yep. in in them I know it was before your time but there was a song uh, by the mm-hmm. uh, Rolling Stones maybe called oh, okay. I can't get no satisfaction there you go oh, there yeah you go. And, uh, it's not too far to, before me I used yeah. to use not at all before that me as a, as a sermon illustration yeah that <laughs> the reason people can't get satisfaction is because they're looking for it in all the wrong places. Yes, yeah. that's great. Yeah, and so yeah. when that happens, then we end up recognizing, wow, I am broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I've, I've done some things I know I shouldn't have done. Uh, I've messed up. Uh, now I recognize my emotions, they're dark. You know, my thoughts, they're dark. Um, I, I'm unhealthy. My actions, man, I have made a mess of my life. I've sinned. I've rebelled. I've run from God. Uh, I've become destructive to myself. I've become mm-hmm. destructive to others. Uh, I for sure have fallen short of God's glory. I don't have the faith. I don't have a great love for others. I don't. I don't even desire to trust God. Mm-hmm. That's where life ends up mm-hmm. for every person yeah. uh, along the way. So the place inside that was meant to be this wellspring of life and purpose and peace, instead, as the Bible says, it becomes a place of death. It's dark. It's yeah. empty. It's cold. It's the tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no. There's no meaning there. There's no life there, and we do all we can to try to fulfill it, and it nothing satisfies it. Mm-hmm. Now, life plays out, and it gets worse. Mm-hmm. As, as bad as all that is, yeah. things start happening. Not only do we have the things that we did, but then people do things to us. Yeah, we get hurt by someone. We are rejected. We've had things said about us. We are neglected. We maybe grew up in a home of overbearing parents or parents who neglected us. Or or maybe we walk through emotional abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, or physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Things happen to us. Traumatic events happen in our lives. Maybe we got involved in a church, and maybe that didn't go well. It turned out to be more painful than it was helpful. And so there's there's the things that we do, but then there's the thing that, that others do mm-hmm. and life does, yeah. and it really puts you in a dark place. Right. So yeah. now the hole that was there to begin with is even bigger. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find ourselves in life. This is now... This is now the setup for the gospel. <laughs> this yes. is where every person needs to come to Jesus because he alone has the power to fill each of the voids in the very unique places where I've walked, where you've walked, and where you've walked, and where we have experienced pain and where we've caused pain. But in that void, when it's not fulfilled by the gospel, now we have the setup for addictive behavior to begin. Hmm. And again, the thing, whatever the thing is, whatever generation it is, whatever setting, whatever culture, whatever item it is, is not as much the problem as the void is. And the sad thing is the thing usually makes a promise to us. Yep. And we believe that promise. We believe, well, 
it, it kind of says, hey, I can fill that. I can fill that hole. I can yep. fill that long. <laughs> I give yep. you peace. And, yeah, give, and, yeah. And it makes sense to us. You know? It does. So our mind is deceived. Our, our appetite is strong. It's real. Yep. And then, uh, <clears throat> again, it's as old as the garden where uh, it's true. You know, Satan said, uh, this, this fruit, yeah. Yeah. this will make you like God. Yeah. And they all already... <laughs> they had it. They already had it. Yeah. And, exactly. uh, so they forfeited that. That's what created the hole, of mm. course. But yeah. uh, but uh, but it, it's so sad to me that that people are deceived in their mind, and then of course their emotions follow mm. the mind, mm-hmm. and it says, "I need that. I need that." Yeah. Yep. And and it makes John Piper says the power of sin. Mm. is in the promises that it makes. It's true. Wow. And uh, yeah. the only way to have victory over it is by greater promises. Exactly. Yes. That's good. It's good. That's great. Yeah. And and the longer that the void stays unfulfilled in us or unhealed mm-hmm. now, yeah. because people experience difficulties and pain and mm-hmm. rejection, and that has only widened the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the longer it remains unhealed or unfulfilled, filled the appetite actually grows stronger inside mm-hmm. and the more that you attempt to fill it with a substitute promise mm-hmm. the more that actually creates right. a greater appetite yeah, no no one ever said you know i had this struggle and my mind was all a mess and i thought about taking up smoking to try to ease my mind i smoked one cigarette and it was enough i never had to smoke another one again yeah, never <laughs> You don't, you don't hear that. No. Uh, no one ever said, you know, I, my mind was racing and I had all these racing thoughts and I took one drink of alcohol. It was awesome. I'm done. I'll never have to have another drink again. <laughs> never works that way. No. No, uh, no one ever said, man, I, I just I had this ache and longing inside and I, I started eating and I ate until I was just so full. I was just bloated and I felt I'm great now. I'll never have the need again in my life. It didn't happen. Yeah, that, that, exactly. that, it doesn't work that way. No one ever gave in to the crowd and the urges and the appetites of the crowd mm-hmm. and said, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I always thought it's kind of strange. There was a cigarette commercial. I can't remember what the brand <laughs> was, but there was a cigarette commercial years ago when they advertised on television, of course, mm-hmm. that said, uh, the taste that satisfies. That was, yeah, that was the slogan. Right. Wow. And I just thought, you know, uh, if that were true, then you'd smoke one and you say, okay, so I'm, I'm satisfied. satisfied. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, what a what a dishonest claim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the faith. It's, it's the, the, the taste that, uh, that creates yeah, exactly. it, it creates more dissatisfaction. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that's tough, though, you know, with all of these <clears> things is there is that, like, temporary fix that right. you want yeah. you know it's like man, sure. i had these racing thoughts and then i drank alcohol and they went away yeah for x amount of time yep but then yep. after that goes away it goes back even harder you know that's the racing right. yeah. thoughts come back even more yeah and so you go back to it and so that's again back to the the promise that it makes is that's right. i'm gonna i'll clear your head you'll get mm-hmm. out of this mindset kind of thing and so that's i think the pull back to it you know to to negate that or to not talk about that i think would you know not do this justice you know? exactly and the bible does say that there's pleasure in sin for a season sure mm-hmm. and that season is pretty short usually yeah yep. and uh and it doesn't tell you about what follows that season yeah yeah exactly so uh, obviously yeah 
things that people turn to are destructive. You turn to, again, alcohol, pornography, mm-hmm. gambling, overworking, whatever, immoral relationships. We've got on the list here of things that people turn to, and those are, they're not good. But, Brother Nick, from from your experience in church ministry and, and Christianity over the years, why is it that often the focus is on the sin or the thing instead of filling the void? Why well, have we seen that? Well, I think it's the same reason that somebody goes to the doctor and they, they talk about the symptom, mm. you know, and they say, well, I have a headache. Yeah. And, and so the mm. doctor could say, well, okay, well, we'll just we'll, uh, give you something to yeah. dull that headache and you might think oh that's a but no there's really a brain tumor right and <clears throat> we, we have to solve the problem that's yeah. causing the pain yeah. Yeah. and and that's really what we want yep mm-hmm. but the same thing is true spiritually when people have some kind of need or hunger and they're they're filling it in a wrong way an addictive way a sinful way even <laughs> right uh, they they don't realize that the reason they're not being satisfied is because they are drinking from polluted waters, you yeah. know, or yeah. salt water. You know, they yeah. say that a person yeah. that's in the <clears throat> stranded in the ocean, they mm. they're thirsty. They drink salt water. It's it actually does the opposite yeah. of, of yeah. hydrating. Them. I think even one more thing, just on that, um, you know, with the example of like a brain tumor. And that's why you have a headache rather than, well, here's your Tylenol. I hope it gets better. Mm-hmm. You know, no one, no one truly wants to be the person that it's like, Hey, you have a brain tumor, right. you know, right. because who's going to come and listen to you now? Who's yeah. going to come and help? That's where you have to provide it with the solution. It's like, yeah. Hey, you have a brain tumor. <clears throat> it's a good thing. We know the best surgeon there possibly can be. You know? yeah. yeah. And so that's, I think it's easier to get people more raw, raw, this is awesome. This guy's great. Whenever you say, "Here's a bunch of Tylenol," I'll help you out. You know, here's yeah, or, here's a solution. I'm gonna I'm gonna give or, you five things that are terrible that you need to avoid. Yeah, and so, so you, you get people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll I'll stop doing that, that, and that. Uh-huh. Or I'll start doing this and this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. true. There are people who think, well, if I just start going to church and if I just start yeah. doing uh, religious things, you know, then my life will get better. Yeah. And and really. What it ends up doing, it it just gives them new reasons to hide and, and yeah. new ways to hide so their good. addiction yeah. and feel better about themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm sure you found this to be true in in preaching over the years, teaching Bible studies groups. You can go down that path of pointing out the sins. Mm-hmm. Some of that we should do, mm-hmm. but I've seen the greater life transformation happen when. You lay out before people what Jesus has done for them and help them walk through the process of being healed deeper inside where they were hurt or the longing was unfulfilled or something devastating happened. When that gets healed, then a lot of those other sin issues begin to drop off. That's right. They they have a greater fulfillment because the hole was filled the sin was not as alluring anymore. There was no need for that. So I, yeah. again, I'm gonna keep driving this today. There, there is the sin out there, but you can you can curse one sin, and the empty hole will find another sin. Mm-hmm. You can curse that sin, and the empty hole will turn to another sin. It just it goes on and on, and you can't make enough. Don't do this lists mm-hmm. yeah. to stop that from happening. But if you help people understand who they are in Christ, 
then there's much greater opportunity for fulfillment and yeah. transformation in their life. It's interesting. I was just uh, counseling with somebody recently that has, they're just plagued with uh, terrible fear and mm. anxiety. Mm. And uh, they said, well, I've been trying to fight that fear. And I said, well, that's part of the problem because yeah. when you're fighting fear, you're focused on what you're fighting. It's true. And the solution okay. is not in fighting the fear. The solution is in finding the peace and the strength. The Bible yeah. says God hadn't it's given true. us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Yep. So if I focus on the fear, then uh, I'm already defeated in that's, a sense. I, but, I know that path myself. Yeah, well, yeah. So do I. And, yeah. uh, but if I can focus on the power, the love, and the sound mind, if I know that, that God has given me mm-hmm. power, God has given me love, God has given me uh, a focused and a, se- and a, yes. a controlled mind, then I can rejoice in those things. And, and that's really the way fear and Fear begins to go away, away yeah. at yeah. that point. That's right. So that's good. right. So, you know, once, once someone gets in, though, and they're trapped— they're inside the addictive pattern, whatever it is. This is where people turn to, okay, well, I'm going to discipline myself better. I'm going to stop this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to set up some accountability partners and groups, and there can be a place for some of that. I agree. I understand. Uh, they turn to treatment and those kind of things. Those those can provide some help, but, again, some of that, does that not just turn into more just treating the symptom? Mm-hmm. Does it feel like yeah. that at times instead of yeah. dealing with the root? Mm-hmm. You know, in Colossians, Paul even talks about um, trying to just self-discipline yourself out of <laughs> out of some of those issues. Yeah. In Colossians 2.23, he says, um, These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. That's right. Unless you discover who you are in Christ and allow him to fill the hurts, the longings, the needs, the Mm -hmm. things that happen to you, they'll all just be gaping holes Mm -hmm. in in your soul. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And, you know, one thing I've seen, too, is some people kind of almost become addicted to to religion and to religious observances. And and even... uh, uh, strict obedience to uh, yep. to legal laws, yes. you know. And yep. I know this. Uh, is it Ginger Duggar? Uh-huh. I, uh, mm-hmm. yep. I can't remember married name now, but uh, yeah. But uh, I just think it's interesting. She talks about, uh, and I've listened to several interviews with her, and she talks about how she was just so in such bondage to yep. trying to do the right thing all yep. the time. And, that, you know, it sounds like that's a good thing. Well, I yeah. always try to do the right thing, but it always leads to one of two places. If you if you think you're doing the right thing all the time, it leads to a spiritual pride and yeah. usually a judgmental spirit. Yep. And then if you feel like you're not quite measuring up, which yep. is nobody More, yeah. can, you yep. know, right. then it leads to depression, discouragement, yep. and uh, yep. And and the hole gets bigger. Yeah, it does. Exactly. I, I I totally relate to her her story. I, yeah. I walk through some of those. I sat under the same teaching that she did, and yeah. and, and walk through some of that. Yeah. And the hole. Definitely. I thought the hole was getting filled, but the hole was getting bigger, getting bigger. all the yeah, time. Definitely. All right. So let's talk through some examples of uh, people who have been set up, and you could say have maybe more of a tendency towards an addictive behavior based on their circumstances in life and 
the thing that everyone has, the God-shaped hole yeah. inside of you. So, okay. uh, for example, a person who has been hurt and faced emotional abuse has a void inside. They turn to food, alcohol, and vaping for relief. Uh, and then once an addiction occurs, they look for help in defeating the sin. Uh, they often don't deal with the root or the void, right? right. And they, temp- they temporarily beat the sin just for a time. Hey, today I did great. I didn't go overeat. I didn't you know, get drunk. Mm-hmm. I didn't go vape or whatever. Um, but in return, you know, it returns in some other form uh, or returns later with a greater intensity. What do you say to that person? As y'all are both pastors and counselors, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have talked with people who maybe have gone in this way. Yeah. So what do you say to that person? Well, I love to take them to the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Here mm. was a man who was probably hurt more deeply than just about anybody in the Bible other than Jesus. He mm. was hated by his brothers, falsely mm-hmm. accused, and then mm-hmm. and then uh, sold as a slave, then falsely mm. accused again, <laughs> then thrown in prison. And the book of uh, Psalms says that they crushed his feet. So, I mean, he, he just went through so much. Mm. And yet he never got bitter because he he knew that the Lord was with him, and he yeah. knew that uh, that uh, held uh, onto the it, vision that God that's had right, for him. That's right. That yeah. God had had told him, "You are going to someday be here." You yeah. know. Yeah. And he said, "Well, I don't see it now, but but I, I believe what God said." And it's just amazing the number of times it says, "And the Lord was with Joseph, and the mm-hmm. Lord was with Joseph, and the mm-hmm. Lord was with Joseph," and. So if people could see that, no matter how badly they've been hurt, no matter how wrongfully they've been treated, yeah. if they could see, you know, God is uh, is using all these things, all these hurts in my life. But if you don't look at it that way, yeah. then you become bitter, you become angry, you resentful, those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. And and that drives you to the addictions, yep. but you get free by knowing that, you know, uh, I, I don't have to, I don't have to have all that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to try to walk in the people's past with them if possible. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go too deep in that and just have them walk through all their hurts, you know, again, mm-hmm. but I want to, unless you can help someone walk back into where they were hurt, what happened to them and help them find healing in Christ there um, and make that connection, then the food and the alcohol and the vape, it, it'll only intensify. You, you might help them get free of those three. They'll pick up three others, yeah, you know. That's right. So I think helping them find healing mm-hmm. in Christ, that, that he, yeah. you might have been unloved, but there is one who loves you mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. Uh, you may have been hurt. There is one who can heal and replace mm-hmm. uh, you with a greater sense of worth and value than what you experience. The sad thing, many people who come for counseling, they just want to talk about the hurt. (laughs) They they don't want to really have a solution. They've they've actually almost become addicted to the hurt. And some counselors leave them there. That's right. They they want them to just replay their hurt and replay their hurt, give them a label in their hurt, medicate them for their hurt, and never free them from their hurt. That's right, and charge them $120 an hour and come back 43 times, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. After that, on to this yeah. next one. Then. So, um, again, for this example, a person grows up believing that they are not enough, mm. and they have to earn favor by what they do, by their performance, and it's compared to others by whatever standard this is. Mm-hmm. And they never know the genuine love from their own parents. 
so they turn to overworking perfectionism and social media comparisons all this time so they become addicted to those uh, and then they recognize that and they try self-discipline but nothing is working there and they become Mm -hmm. then secret eaters secret drinkers and secretly addicted to uh, the social media following and following others what do you say to that person that comes to you yeah well, uh, for one thing, I can identify with some of this. I did, uh, I, I did uh, all my life have felt like I wasn't enough. I felt mm-hmm. like I was inadequate. I know this is not a time for confession, <laughs> but, it's, right. but it's the truth. And I think that's the, uh, that's the thing I've struggled with most mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. feeling insufficient, inadequate. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, because of that, mm-hmm. I, would, uh, I would often try to overachieve. Mm-hmm. I would try to over please people i would uh i would do things that actually were not even healthy for me and Mm. for my other relationships especially my closest relationships Mm. and uh the thing that i found that has been most helpful for me in in that i can't remember now what no (laughs) (laughs) the thing that has been most helpful is for me to realize that that for one thing Jesus is enough. Yeah. I am complete in him, yes. the Bible says. Yes. And uh, that that really it is my weaknesses mm. that actually make his strength mm-hmm. demonstrable. Yep. And yeah. so uh, uh, when, when I realized that my feeling of inadequacy and insufficiency was actually designed to make me run to him and cry out to him and trust in him, then those those feelings actually became a, a positive motivation, yes. and rather than turning to the other things that never actually worked anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. In fact, if you think by overachievement, I'll 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 be satisfied. How much? How much achievement? Yeah. And yeah. always, no matter how much you do, well, I could have done more. I could, mm-hmm. and I, yep. I can remember early in my ministry mm-hmm. going to bed almost every night just in a. A terrible feeling of I could have done more today. Wow. I could have yeah. seen this person. I yep. could have I could have read I more. I could have could have and should have. I could have and should have. And and it was a, it was a wonderful time for me. There are several books that I read over the years that yeah. helped me. My most of them having to do with my union with Christ, who I am yep. in Christ. Yep. And uh, and those are the things that actually gave me. Uh, sense of freedom. That's good. So, yeah, I like what you're saying. The, the The place of your weakness became the place he was that's right. seen His strongest. Yeah. That's right. My Which confession is, is over now. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome because that, that, that again just confirms the whole, right. the weakness exactly. is made. For his his strength, it fits exactly. it. And just becoming a Christian doesn't fix it. No, you know, I think there are a lot of times. So good. Uh, yeah. In fact, I I can remember when I was 18 years old, I was preaching a sermon in a little country church, and yep. I made the statement: If you'll just trust in Jesus, yeah. all your problems will go away. And some elderly woman in the back stood yep. up and yep. said, "Preacher, <laughs> you just lied to these folks." And <laughs> Woo. Uh, that's kind mm. of shocking mm. for an 18 year old, <laughs> but uh, but she was right. And, yeah. And the truth is, the struggle many times, the the awareness of the struggle really begins when we become a Christian. True. It doesn't end when we become a Christian. Yeah. Wow. And but you become equipped then That's to right. be able to find exactly. the hope and help you. Yeah, I had been a, a believer mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and um, went to a conference uh, similar to what Duggar. Uh, went to and their family, 
And I remember hearing there, the way I heard much of it was if I could fulfill these list of duties and demands and rules, that I would begin to experience more victory in my life. One of those was uh, if I would burn all of my rock albums, anything I had that was, uh, you know, music that had a, a, a backbeat or an offbeat, whether it was Christian, non-Christian, if I would burn all those, remove them from my house, then I would no longer have lustful thoughts. Hey, I'm in deal. on this deal. Let's, let's do this. So what a deal. I couldn't wait to get home, yeah. burn those but, things, wait yeah. to see what happened. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> I remember coming, going to lunch with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a little Mexican food restaurant up in the city of Cockrell Hill uh-huh. wow. and, and saying, it ain't working. Yeah. What, yeah. Is, is there is there more music hidden in my room that I don't know about? You know what's going He's on here? I can't get no satisfaction. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. I, you know, I was a Christian at that point, mm-hmm. but I needed to I needed to walk through some more things that Jesus had for me. And you had a legitimate desire to be Christ-like and to be spirit-filled. Yeah, to be, exactly. To be an obedient Christian. So it wasn't yep. anything wrong with your desire. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just that the solution was a, a, a Band-Aid on a, on a cancer. Yeah. yeah. I thought more performance, mm-hmm. as this scenario you've, you've, you've read yeah. to us, uh, I thought more performance would lead to better uh, results yeah. in my life. Yeah. And so it didn't. And as I kept seeking the Lord, uh, I came across some more truth in the form of some books and some teachings that helped because what I found was that Jesus was my perfection. Mm-hmm. He gave me his righteousness. Right. Yeah. And that that part of him filled that void in me. Amen. Yeah. And so it set me free from that yeah. uh, depression, anxiety, fear at that at that time of my life. And I, that hole can still creep up from time to time, but I now know what truth to apply to it mm-hmm. to yeah. fill the void. So it's good. Love all that. You know, and sometimes the uh, and I know they mean well, but sometimes these how-to books yeah. actually end up. Uh, becoming more uh, of a burden uh, and a weight rather than a help and really uh, pointing people to steps of action. And there is a place, there There are some steps of action we take, but, but pointing people to those rather than pointing them to, uh, to the fullness that Mm -hmm. we have in Jesus Mm -hmm. is sometimes a substitute rather than a solution. That's true. All right, so for this last example, it is this right here. So someone grows up believing that being a requ- being a Christian requires meeting a standard of behavior that they just cannot achieve. Yep. Everything they heard at home and church reinforced that to them, so they turn to other friend groups, a club scene, or whatever it is to find satisfaction there mm-hmm. and sinful behavior. So they become addicted to that. They try living both scenes, but it's just too much. Yep. And they give up on church and faith. They become whatever the crowd they are running with needs them to be, and they are addicted to it and cannot stop. Mm-hmm. What? I think we just talked about that. Yeah. I think what we just talked about yeah. Yeah. actually led right into that. Yep. Uh, yeah. People who are in that uh, particular way, they so either uh, turn 
to sin and yep. reject the faith. And yep. There's so much of that happening today. Yep. Or they turn to uh, uh, perfectionistic uh, yep. behavior. And, so and either way, one becomes uh, a hypocrite and the other one yep. becomes a hypocrite. <laughs> Hypercritical <laughs> yeah. of yeah. others, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's sad <laughs> because you kind of can see some of that happening in people. You think, oh. My heart breaks for you because I can yes. I can yes. see you're exactly. you're chasing after it. I see yeah. the void, and yep. mm-hmm. you think that crowd can somehow, you know, getting their uh, approval and favor and likes and all that stuff is going to make things better, and and it exactly. doesn't. It it exactly. creates more. It, it actually intensifies the appetite and the longing, sure. and, and so they just keep chasing it. And, and when that when they can't get enough from that crowd, then they go for the next crowd and look and see what they have to offer. And it's a, yep. it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. Yep. That's true. So, That's true. you know, out of all of this, Jesus wants to walk into the most mm-hmm. intimate parts of our life and, and there satisfy us. Amen. Into the places where we've been hurt, uh, abused, neglected, we've fallen short. He wants to walk into that place and make us new. Yep. And that's why walking with Jesus can't just be a weekend only side so gig. Um, that, you know, just going to church or doing a few religious things that, that doesn't lead down to that place mm-hmm. uh, of intimacy and closeness and healing and transformation in our life. But when we do, then there can be this new return of what we were designed to be. Like, okay, I have life in me now. I have uh-huh. redemption for my past. Yep. I have forgiveness for my sins. I have righteousness given to me where I had sin that I had practiced. Now all of a sudden from the inside comes this wellspring of life like Jesus mm-hmm. talked about. And then when that begins to happen, then some of the scripture gets to be fulfilled in your life. You can actually become more than a conqueror. <laughs> you can walk into certain settings and know, all right, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper here. And that's a good thing. We ought to strive to get to that place. Yeah. We can we can walk into the, the desert with the devil and walk out not having given in to his temptations. That's, right. that's what Jesus did. And it was yeah. because he knew who he was. And we're invited to that same thing. We're, we're invited to know, okay, I'm dead to sin. I don't have to listen to it, chase it, because it doesn't fulfill what Jesus has already done in me. So it's out of this that we start finding where real life happens, and that's what we're called to. Romans 6, 13, 14 says, Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. That's, right. yeah, that's, that's what good. we're called to. Exactly. That's yeah. there is a place of freedom. There can be. And it's interesting there in Romans six. There are three verbs that are used. One is know. There's mm. some things we have to know. Mm-hmm. And the word there for know is the word to know by experience, experientially know. And then reckon is the next yeah. word. That's a good southern word. Reckon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reckon. Mm-hmm. But reckon means to count it as true. Mm-hmm. I have to really, I, I, yes. I don't just know it in my head, yes. but I reckon it is true. And then the third word is yield or yep. it says present. Yep. And wow. so that that's the order, know, reckon, mm-hmm. and yield. Mm-hmm. And that's good. if I know the truth, I 
reckon it to be so. I actually, uh, uh, what's it called when I make it mine, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I own it. I apply it. Go. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then, then I can yield my hands, my eyes, mm-hmm. my ears, my mouth, my whole body, the members of my body. Yeah. I yield those as members of righteousness. Yeah. That's great. It's good. Wow. It's awesome. So, um, now we, let's get down to the how do you apply all of this? Exactly. Not that we turn this into a list of rules, mm-hmm. uh, and not that this is a a one hour solution for all no. of life's greatest no. mysteries and but struggles. More so, a here's how do we take all the conceptual, the theoretical, and yep. then how do we begin to know right. and to actually reckon it and to yield, present our bodies. Yeah, in that love way. all that. So uh, there ought to be a place or a person or persons that you're able to have some pretty honest discussions with. This is what's necessary for everybody. That you can have a conversation with somebody that says, hey, here are the greatest hurts and fears and longings of my life. Now that is going to be very vulnerable. It's going to require some great honesty and safe environment, but that's essential to to know what those are. And even to think through, where did that begin for you? Where was that time that you first felt insecure, fearful, afraid, uh, like things were out of control? What what was happening then? To sit and have someone help you walk through that and then to walk through what did you do when that happened? What did you chase after, like you talked about? Mm-hmm. What, what are some things that you tried to do to Fill the void, to soothe the hurt, to meet the need. And then how are you allowing Jesus to heal that in you? This is pretty intimate stuff. But this is where healing really begins for sin patterns and addictive uh, disorders. Mm -hmm. And then as you begin to allow Jesus to be your strength in those weak areas, how are you learning to now set aside these substitute patterns yeah. that you've picked up? Mm-hmm. And that that's essential that you find a way for that to happen. You, you won't get that in just attending church. Right. It's a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You won't get that through just listening to a podcast. Right. It's a good start. But you'll get that through a very honest conversation with someone, and then and, and it is possible to get some help through books that have been written mm-hmm. on the subject. Mm-hmm. I know uh, there's a man named David Seamans, S E A M A N D S, who wrote a book called Emotional Healing mm-hmm. or something like that. I think Healing for Damaged Emotions. Healing for Damaged Emotions. Yeah, yes. it's a Favorite. great book. And then, uh, and then of course uh, the books by. Uh, was his name the? Uh, you re- you read one of his books. Uh, 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 breaking the bondage of legalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. The bondage breaker. Yep. The bondage breaker. Well, they they do a lot in really pointing too. you to mm-hmm. Jesus as mm-hmm. the bondage breaker. You it's true. Know? Nice. And uh, and then of course there are a number of books on our oneness with Christ. Yeah. Our union with Christ and. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are very very helpful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let me let me ask one more question before we start wrapping up today. So, why is it 
there are, again, a lot of Christians who followed on this path of no reckoning yield. There are some, there are many who would know this truth. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confident that most Christians who are listening to us today recognize and know all of the verses we've talked about and the concepts. Right. They would say, I know that. Why is there a gap between the know and then the reckon and the yield? Mm-hmm. What's, what's your thought mm-hmm. on why, why the break? There. Well, I think the break is between the know and the reckon. You know, mm. you uh, in my own life, I, I remember when our first, when, when our son was born. Mm. He was a scrawny little thing, and he, he, in fact, he was born a month early, and mm. I was just terrified. I was when they held him up and showed him to me, his legs looked like shoestrings <laughs> hanging down, and mm. I thought he's never going to walk and may not even live. And I went home that night, mm. and I. I prayed and I prayed and and I said, God, I just want to trust you. Mm. And I said it, but mm. I didn't do it. Mm. And uh, and then I quoted scripture. I quoted mm-hmm. all the verses, you know, uh, <clears throat> be not mm-hmm. anxious, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then I said, I even remember taking it in my hands and saying, Jesus, I'm putting it in your hands. Mm. And then I drew my hands back, and it was still in my hands. And it was yeah. about four in the morning before I really let it go. Yeah. And it was at that time that I reckoned it to be true. Mm. And I think sometimes people <clears throat> don't persist. They don't right. press on right. to say, if this is true, then what's the result? And, yep. and how do I let it go? How do I let it go? And, uh, and then to finally yield it, then you to yield, let it, it go. Right. And yeah. once once I did reckon it, the yielding wasn't really a problem. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's true. Whether it's an issue like that related to fear, worry, mm-hmm. or if it's related to a vape pen, or mm-hmm. if it's related to food, or if it's related to the phone or social media, overworking, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. it's true. There's yeah. there's a it it turns into some warfare. Yeah, it turns into a real internal process of mm-hmm. I'm going to believe this. It 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 goes against everything I have known up to this point, mm-hmm. but I'm going to by faith believe it and exactly. walk in it and submit to it, mm-hmm. yield to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You go from uh, like with no, I'm experientially knowing this. I can logically understand this. I can physically see this. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I've heard. It's been explained. But then the reckoning aspect mm-hmm. is the is the step of faith. That's it's right. the uh, I I can't see this. Mm-hmm. I can't physically <clears throat> know this, but I'm going to obey. I'm going to by faith, like you're saying, mm-hmm. here it is, mm-hmm. and leaving it, leaving your hands open, right. and not like here it is, and then yeah, close them right well, back again. Right. You know, yeah. and that's that's the hard part is because you can't logically express faith into someone else's heart right they have to have the internal right and i'm amazed at the number of people that i'll share some gospel truth and they'll say well Mm -hmm. i I tried that you know i've done Mm -hmm. this and i think well so if god promises it and you've done it and it didn't work that's a real problem that means god didn't tell the truth or or you hadn't really done it yeah and so (laughs) i uh, I found that a lot of times people quit too soon. Mm. They they mm-hmm. they don't. You know, Jesus told a story about how we ought to be persistent in prayer. Yeah. And, yeah. and 
God wants us to do that. He doesn't want us right. to just say, okay, uh, I'll read this promise. It didn't work. Yep. No. Yeah. Yep. Reading the promise doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's believing. <clears throat> yeah. I know people in the uh, audience here can't see what's on the wall over mm. here, but it says truth <clears throat> is by scripture alone. Yeah. And yep. grace is by faith alone. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's that's really the kind of a summary of what we're saying. Exactly, it's the truth, knowing the truth yep. that sets us free. But even knowing it in our head, if we don't receive it by faith, yep. and it takes grace to do that, then yeah. then it doesn't seem to to get into our life. You know, right, right, definitely. It's good. Okay, so then I think again the question has to be asked and is being asked by listeners. Um, what, what do I do now then? How, what, you know, with yeah. the no reckon yield, I get it. What do I do? Yeah. How do you answer it, that? Well, again, I'd say uh, this one hour podcast is not going to solve mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. This, the things that we're talking about require much more intentionality, mm-hmm. vulnerability and time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I would say first, if you are not, um, a follower of Jesus, if you're not born again, have not um, brought him into your life and allowed him to be your life, I would start there. That yeah. you, you can't Absolutely. have power greater than you until you've submitted to the one who is greater than you. Yeah, amen. Then you can have one in you who's greater than all that is around you. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I would, I would find a good church to be involved in mm-hmm. where there is truth being proclaimed where there are other believers who um, are at a variety of places. Some are in the struggle. Some have walked down the road, found some help from the struggle or in the struggle, and you can find help there in that place. And then, uh, as Brother Nick said, start to apply these realities to your life. And Know it, yes. Reckon it, yes. Yield to it, definitely yes. And then um, if necessary, find a counselor who can help you through the process. The longer someone has walked into an addictive pattern, the more difficult it can be to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And the more deeply they've been entrenched in it, the more difficult it can be to overcome it. And you often need a third party, at least, to help you in that process. So... Um, it's tough trying to find Christian counselors today who um, believe in these same ways. Mm-hmm. But I would say if you're looking for one, do your homework, do some online searching, and ask ask them if you find them, um, will they use Scripture to help counsel you? Mm-hmm. That'd be important. Do they believe in, in the Scripture as God's authoritative word? Uh, will they pray with you? Because... That's where power comes from, is in us submitting and praying. Um, will they help you recognize your own destructive beliefs and patterns? Most counselors will at least do that, but will they help you then open the door of your heart to allow Jesus to walk in and heal the longings, the hurts, the needs? Um, and will they introduce you to him there and help you be healed by him there? So that you can be free, not yeah. to be forever on their client list, but to be free and yeah. point you toward victory in Christ. Yeah. 
so that for every place that you have felt unloved and that hole appeared, every place you have felt um, less than valuable, uh, where you have not felt peace, where you've not felt connected to God, where you've not felt redeemed, where you've felt alone, that in all of that, they would help you see that in Jesus Christ, you can say, I am loved. Mm -hmm. I am chosen. I have been made whole. I am accepted. I am healed. I am no longer a slave to sin. I have been given mercy and grace. I am more than a conqueror. I am free. I have been made whole. I am God's workmanship. I am redeemed from the curse that I've been held by. I will never be alone. I am seated with Jesus in heavenly places. I have everything I need for life and godliness. I am declared righteous. I am a new creation. I will never be separated from the love of Christ, and I am able to walk in truth and righteousness. Find somebody. Find someone that will help you do that. That's the things we need to be declaring. Yes. Not to make them true. It's because, because they're true. Because they That's are. good. You know, yes. Sometimes people have idea. Well, if I just be have positive thinking, yeah. no. no, we don't. We don't say these things to try to make them be true. We declare them because God has declared exactly. them. Because they are true. They are so true. Good. And it's uh, That's by good. truth by Scripture alone. Yeah. <laughs> grace by faith alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yes, there can be healing. There can be victory Amen. over addictive patterns, and it's our it's our prayer, it's our passion that 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 is true for you, um, wherever you are in your walk with Jesus. And um, I, I hope this has been of help to you today. I hope it's a beginning point of walking toward truth and and life and freedom for you. Yeah. I appreciate Brother Nick being with us today. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, always do and true it and the input and and what God is doing here. So. Um, check out the rest of our videos on our podcast yeah. and uh, like, subscribe, share. Uh, help someone else know yes. there can be freedom and that they can live uh, knowing Him and living Him out. So uh, I appreciate you joining us as we lift them up and live them out. <laughs>